Guys, um, as Matt said, my name is Aaron Spurlock. Uh, I am one of three pastoral apprentices here um, at Midlands Church. And uh, every now and then uh, we get tasked with uh, preparing and delivering a sermon, uh, hopefully to edify you guys and ourselves. Uh, Bela and Timothy has have already delivered their sermons um, the past two weeks. So two weeks ago, Bela delivered his, and then Timothy last week, um, and they both had a task of filling about 30 minutes of sermon time. Mine's like five minutes. So hopefully get through in a timely fashion so that we can get to uh, our prayer time. Uh, but I do want uh, God's word to kind of guide us through that. Uh, so if you would, stand with me. Uh, we're going to be in Philippians chapter 2 starting in verse 3 and then going through verse 11. It says this, says, Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility uh, count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interest, but also to the interest of others. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God something to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that At the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. You may be seated. Again, trying to fit this in five minutes, so I'm not going to be able to uh, hit all the points that I would like to in this passage. It's a very heavy passage, but I do want to give you all three Quick points, because like I usually say, I'm a good Southern Baptist boy, got to have three points, right? So the first point is going to be that Christ came as a human. Uh, And then the second point is going to be Christ came as an example. And then third is Christ is coming again as king. So Christ came as a human, Christ came as an example, and Christ is coming again as a king. Over the past four weeks, we have looked at Uh, different people who have encountered God's revelation to them uh, through dreams, right? And and the revelation that that God communicated to these people was, one, how to prepare for, two, how to adore, and three, how to protect the eternal God who has now come in the form of a man, right? So they were preparing, they were adoring, they were protecting this eternal God who is now a baby, You see, Christ was not only a human. Christ didn't come just as a human, was born, and then was killed on our behalf so that we could be justified before the Lord. He grew up into manhood, completing the law fully so that we might be justified. He not only completed the law, but he also exemplified what humanity looks like, what true humanity looks like. So Christ is our example. And as Paul points out in this passage, Christ is the epitome of what humility looks like. Um, And so as I tried to think of a quick illustration 
um, to kind of prove this point, um, my mind, and if you know me at all, uh, usually tends to go towards sports. So it went to sports on this one as well. So as a kid, grew up playing baseball, basketball, football, all these sports, loved them. Um, but I also loved watching ESPN a lot. Um, and uh, if you want to ask anybody on how much I like to watch ESPN, you can ask my beautiful bride. Don't watch it nearly as much as I used to. It's literally on 24-7 at the Spurlock household um, back in Augusta. But now I get to watch some games that I like to watch, like maybe a LeBron game here and there, maybe a Georgia football game. That's about it. Try to limit myself, right? But growing up, they uh, used to do all these like little mini-series, these documentaries. And one of the things that they used to do, um, and they might still do it, uh, is like every summer they have this docu-series on My Wish. What it is is ESPN kind of partners with the Make-A-Wish Foundation. Uh, you might be familiar with it. Judah Jett actually uh, benefited from it this past year where uh, they sent the trailers down to Florida to experience uh, Disney World. And, um, and what it is is they take these kids, uh, usually children, with um, these critical illnesses, these um, sometimes terminal illnesses, and they say, hey, we want to, we want to bless you guys. We want to um, bestow upon you some type of gift to where it just makes your day, right? The one thing that you want to accomplish before your life is over, like, let's, let's do that. Uh, today is your day. And so a lot of times with these docuseries, what it will be is a kid has a dream to be a part of the Golden State Warriors. And so they'll sign them to like a day contract, let them practice with the players and things like that. And other times it's, hey, I just want to spend one day with my favorite athlete. And so this athlete, this multimillionaire, uh, larger than life figure, uh, will take a day out of their busy schedule and just completely commit it to this kid. Um, and it's this beautiful picture of, of counting somebody as more significant than yourself. Now, imagine if that athlete didn't just say, hey, let's go play horse or let's go play paintball or whatever you want to do today. Imagine if that athlete said, hey, for the next 24 hours, I am at your service. Whatever you need, I got it. Like, just come to me and I will, I will take care of you, right? What if he did that for a week or for the rest of their life? What if he didn't just serve them? What if he actually said, hey, I'm going to take your illness from you. I'm going to take it upon myself, and I'm going to die on your behalf. You see, now multiply that by infinity. The eternal God of the universe not only came down just to hang out with us, he came down to serve us. He came down in the form of man so that he might take our sin and our death upon his own shoulders so that we can have life. This is the example that Jesus gave us. This is the humility that Paul encourages us towards, and this is the obedience that the Lord desires from us. You see, a beautiful part of this passage um, is that at the end, it, we're told that Jesus didn't stay in the grave. Right? Just as Jesus didn't stay in a manger as a baby, Jesus didn't stay in the grave. He is risen. And one day, he's going to come again, the second advent. He's going to come again, and he's going to come as king. 
At the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. This is the hope that we long for. And we're in this in-between stage between where we're looking back and we're admiring the fact that Christ came in the first place. That's the whole point of the Advent season that we just went through. Um, And then we're also looking forward to the hope of him coming again as king. He came as a baby, and now he's going to come back as king. And so what do we do here? What do we do now in that time? Paul gives us the charge to count others as more significant than ourselves, to look to the needs of others, to show Christ to one another in humility and in love. And I think one of the most practical ways to do that um, as a body of Christ is through prayer. Um, And so today uh, we are going to wrap this up and then you guys and myself included, we're going to split up into groups of about five to six um, and we're just going to pray for each other. Uh, We encourage community groups here. Uh, It's a big part of Midlands, uh, but today we're going to kind of discourage you from going towards your community groups. So find people that you're not super familiar with, uh, introduce yourself and express needs that you might have. Um, Express an area in which you're struggling in and you need prayer in. Um, This is an opportunity to not only just pray for each other and then come back again six months later and pray for each other again, but it's an opportunity to actually get to know one another and actually care for one another in a very practical way so that we can connect other people um, in a way that is a long-lasting effect for the church and for each one of us. Um, Hopefully this just starts the conversations that need to start. Um, So again, we're gonna we're gonna split up into groups of five or six. Uh, You can rearrange chairs however you need to. Uh, And then at, let's see here, at 11.05, let's say 11.05, band's gonna come back up, start playing some instrumentals. That's gonna be kind of your cue to wrap things up and get the chairs back in order. Uh, as best you can, and then uh, we're going to sing a song, and then uh, I believe Matt's going to walk us through how we're going to do communion this week. So if you would, pray with me, and we'll get started. Father, we thank you uh, for your word. Lord, we thank you for your son. Uh, We thank you that he did come as a baby, uh, came in the form of man, Lord, so that we might be called sons and daughters. Um, Lord, I pray as a church, as we get together and pray for one another, Lord, I pray that this will be a, a beneficial time. Um, Lord, as we, as we get to know one another and as we get to pray for one another, Lord, I pray that um, Lord, this just sparks uh, a, a new reality within our church of, of caring for one another um, daily. Lord, uh, Lord, we thank you for your son. We thank you for the humility that he exemplified. Um, We thank you for his sacrifice, and Lord, we pray that we will live in light of that. Lord, we pray this all in your son's name.